Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Rediscover downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is uh, Al Green's Let's Get Married, a little Memphis uh, proposal music in honor of you. um, Making news at the end of the show yesterday. I guess I appreciate that. I've had a uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, all right, you have a piece up at the uh, Daily Memphian, and I have tweeted it out, and I found it. Uh, I found it intriguing, and uh, and you you describe three possible paths forward for this franchise this season. Uh, you're not you, you don't you're not endorsing one, and particularly you're not endorsing the first. But just to clarify, the first is break up, break it up, not blow it up. What's the distinction there, and what would breaking it up look like? Blow it up is what they did at the end of grit and grind, where you know it didn't happen immediately, but they, but piece by piece, they they moved on from Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, Marcus Saul, and Mike Conley, and started over from scratch. I see. That's blow it up. Um, break it up is break up this core. Doesn't mean you trade all three or, or move on from all three of Morant, Bain, and Jackson. It, it means, but it means move on from at least one of them. Um, I think you know that's something that is seems likely to happen at some point over the course of you know that's how many five players. Years, you don't have yeah. three. Right. Yeah, you don't have three players play fifteen years together. You know, you know, we'll see if Golden State ends up doing that, but for the most part, that doesn't happen. So that seems likely at some point. I, I don't think that is even remotely likely in the near future. But the Morant thing is still hanging out there. And so until Morant comes back, reintegrates, looks like his old self, and stays out of trouble for an extended period of time, I think that that, that has to be on the table. I, I suspect the team has no interest in that. I think the team should have no interest in that. But to me, like, it's in your back pocket. You haven't wadded that plan up and thrown it away forever. You just stuck it in your back pocket, and you hope you don't need to pull it out. So – the most under this category of things that we are not endorsing in any event, um, the one that would seem most likely would be Ja comes back, something, whatever, and they decide either Ja demands a trade, that it's, it's breaking it up by moving on from Ja specifically would seem the most likely of if, if you were to break if, it up. If that, if, yeah. If, that, if the break it up path were to happen in the next year, I think it would be centered around Moran. 
if it happens in three years, it might right. be centered around Jaron or yeah, like whatever, exactly. you know. But in the near term, that is a if things go wrong with Morant situation, which we all hope is not the case, and I expect is not the case. But you don't know until you know. By the way, before we proceed with uh, paths two and three, what do you think? Like, how do you think the Grizzlies are processing this? There's the short term stuff. How do we get? How do we win tomorrow? Right, and there's what roster moves do we need to make, et cetera. In terms of choosing these three courses, do you think they're digging in in any way? Like, do you think they're? Well, I don't even know how you would start thinking about this. Do you think you're already having conversations? Um, Well, I, I I think part of my point, and maybe I should, maybe it's not explicit enough. But part of my point is that you don't choose one of these paths today. You evaluate yourself into one of these paths over the course of the season because it depends on the information you glean over the course of the season. So I would hope they are not dug in on one of the paths. I don't think that would be smart. Um, But that's a good question. Like, are are they convinced that, like, our team is fine, we're just not healthy and we're suspended, and if everything – if everyone – if everyone was available, we'd be right up there – you know, with Minnesota and OKC and Phoenix in the top of the conference. By the way, that's possible. Um, I, you know, I, it, that's right. possible. That would be true. I, I you know, I, I don't think that is foolhardy to think. I'm not necessarily convinced of it myself, but I don't think that would be a foolish thing to think. Um, but I wouldn't be committed to that. I, I, I think you've got to be open as you go forward because one of the things we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Marcus Martin and John Brand have never played a basketball game together. <laughs> Uh, Luke Kennard and John Brandt haven't played many games together. I mean, you, you, Luke Kennard didn't show up until February. John Brandt got suspended the first time in March. Brandt hasn't played this season. Like, you don't have a lot of sample of testing out your theory of how Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart fit with this core players. And so, I, you know, I think there's a lot to try to learn in, in the weeks ahead uh, as you're trying to still win and trying to, you know, somehow stay in this, in this postseason race. Um, as you have said before, there's really no way to behave differently depending on what you conclude right now one way or another. Um, we're, we're, we're waiting for players to return from wherever they are, injury or suspension. There'll be more evaluation, et cetera. At some point as the league progresses, as the, as the season progresses, um, your conclusion about where you will head, you are headed, and I'm going to get paths two and three in a moment here, like will start to inform choices both at trade deadline and in deployment of players, right? I mean, at some point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, well, it starts when Morant comes back because you, you have to make a choice at that point because right. you got too many players. And right. So, you know, I, I think there's a good reason to think that 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 your choice is going to be to keep Biombo either way because if you're still trying to win, like he helps you do that. If you're thinking about you know the future, it, it, it maybe you've reached the point where the trade value of his contract you think it's greater future value to you than like the guy you would cut anyway. Maybe it's gotten to that point, but I do think that is a first decision you sort of that has to be made, and you have to I think think about where your team is regardless of what the answer is. Um, yeah, you posited in the in the in that that at least one of the possible outcomes, not likely, could be you decide the season's toast. Let's say, the, let's say the Grizzlies are stuck at two wins when Ja comes back. You just say you're, and you're at three. Don't you're three. Sorry, you're at three wins when Ja comes back. They're stuck at three when Ja comes back, and they um, and 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 they're eleven games back or whatever it is. And so, th- there is a world where you would say, yeah, Biombo helps us win games, but he's less valuable, and so than than other options. So we're going to let him go. 
it seems unlikely, right? But is winning the realm yeah, of decisions yeah, you have to make. I, I, I think, you know, Lofton and LaRavia have not made have made zero case for themselves, you know, right. amid what should have been opportunity for them to make case for a case for themselves. And so I think, I think that lessens the tension a little bit on that right. decision. All right. Well, let's go to paths two and three, which seem more likely. What are paths yes. two and three? Uh, they are similar, but there's some nuance difference. Uh, path two, I call, I call the gap year. And by gap year, I don't just mean it's a one year dip and then you're, you're back good again next year. I mean, it's a one year dip, which doesn't require a lot of work to get back. It's a, the basketball gods have, have smited us or smote us or whatever the right mm-hmm. tense of that is. And basically, we, we will return to our previous place mostly, not entirely, but mostly by standing still. It is to believe not only in the top tier of your roster, but in the middle tier of your roster. It's, you know, not to just believe in John, Dez, and Jaron, but to believe in Kennard and Smart and Santi and Steven Adams back from injury and Brad Hart back from injury. And basically to say, we have the eight-man rotation of a 50-plus win team just sitting right here waiting to be redeployed, and, and we'll just have to wait it out, and then we'll be right back next year. And at that point, we just have to nibble around the edges of it. Of course, all of these things, if you, you can, it's very possible to, um, in this gap year situation, believe in Marcus Smart and believe in Santi Aldama and believe in, obviously, the three key players and believe in Luke Kennard but also believe that it would be foolhardy to think that Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are going to solve everything uh, amongst, amidst the bigs, right? I mean, that's that to me is the yeah, biggest stretch. There, there. There, are, there are sort of great gradations or whatever between the two paths, but that's kind of harder to write. You know, I, right. I, I, I think people yes. are smart enough to sort of figure that out. Yeah, right. Um, and then there's the reshuffle. What's the reshuffle? Reshuffle is saying, and I think this is always the case. Like you have, you even if you're even in like good situations, you have a, a a core, a competitive core, which for the Grizzlies means Morant, Bain, and Jackson. And I think teams are tending to always move players in and out around those cores. This would be a we got to reshuffle it now. It, it would be, and it doesn't necessarily mean every player after the top three, but it means all bets are off after our top three that we can't bring back most of what we have. We have to make more more significant changes to our roster beyond those top three players, um, and that I think is a more aggressive version of the gap year. It's like, yeah, we can be right back, but there's more work to be done. Maybe at that point, instead of using your lottery pick on a player who will be more of a slow develop, you're, you're like shopping that lottery pick and you're adding more stuff to it, and you're going out like you did last summer and trying to find a new fourth best player. You know, like Marcus Smart was that last summer. Maybe you're now going out and seeing, like, what can we find that's even better than that? You know, by by bundling stuff in a trade. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, as you write, and people can again can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Uh, it might mean looking for a more reliable new center rather than hoping for the best from Adams or Clark. It might mean putting Smart and or Canard back on the market and perhaps making Aldama available too. And part of this is that if you are reshuffling, beyond the picks that you have, and this year's should be a good one, and then you have your picks going forward, you right. don't... Like, you don't have that much unless you're putting those mid-level players on the table, right? I mean, those are the... It's it's not a great place to be because you're if you're trying to do the reshuffle, you're working, you know, to sort of quasi-mix card-playing metaphors. You're sort of working with a weaker hand. Um, you're, you still have a good draft situation, and in some ways, you know, one pick got better because you're bad this year, but you don't have that Golden State pick anymore because you already used it, you know, on Marcus Smart. And... You're not. You're dealing. If you're trying to move some of your young players, you're probably just moving them as contracts at this point instead of instead of young players with value. And if you're trying to include, you know, Brandon Clark or Steve Adams in a trade, you may just be moving them as contract because they're coming off these injuries. And so I, I, it's sort of dealing from a weakened position. And so I, you know, if you want to be an optimist about it, you want to believe in the gap year idea that like we just nibble around the edges and get everybody back healthy and we're good. And I'm not, I'm not even saying that's wrong, but I, you know, I think you need to do some real hard evaluations about it over the course of the season. And it's, and as we just said, as you point out, you categorize them as three paths. The paths can merge or diverge or be whatever else. You could believe in, in you know, but we need to find another big. You know, you can believe in in. Yeah, in Marcus, I was, try, I was yeah, trying to I write yeah. two thousand words, not no, four thousand. No, words, no, I know that, yeah. but I mean, as 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 the way it will play out, they will make decisions about. Uh, yeah. about all of these things um, going forward. Um, in terms of your confidence in this front office to be the, I mean, you, you write about evaluating the evaluators, and that, of course, gets us to trying to guess the mind of Robert Perry, which is impossible, right? Like, so right. We, there's no way to, to do that. Fundamentally, do you think Zach Kleiman has had a good record? Yes, and this is this is the thing. Maybe this deserves its own column at some point. Maybe it'll be a mailbag. I'm sure I'll get asked about it. Climate uh, is has become the victim in terms of public um, perception of sort of recency bias, and, and he's he's the victim a of his own early successes, and b of I think people just not remembering like you know what the total ten years looked like from Chris Wallace and Jerry West and other previous people in, in that job. Every, all long records are mixed records, and right. I think because the team is bad, people are a bit out of shape about it for good reason. But because the team is bad and people are mad, they're focusing on the misses and not the hits instead of focusing on the totality of the record. Like, yeah, like they moved up and missed on Zaire Williams. They moved up and missed on, on Jake Laravia. They moved up and hit 
in a massive way on Desmond Bain. The moves up and hit on Santi Aldama. Uh, Brandon Clark is a hit. John Morant, it's, I know it seems obvious, but like, guess what? Ashim Zadik was the number two overall pick, too. And so was Strohal Swift. You know, I mean, uh, John Morant was a big hit. I'm just sticking to the draft. You know, Tillman in the second round was a hit. Um, John Conchar, undrafted, undrafted rookie signing was a hit. This is relative to where you find players. Gigi Jackson looks really good right now. It's a second round thing. If you put the totality together, the problem I think with Kleiman is that the first five, if you go to his draft record, literally the first five decisions were a hit to the five for five. And so that, because when that happened, then you should get people on Twitter saying King Kleiman and he doesn't miss and all this stuff, which I always sort of dismissed. And now that his track record, the next, you know, his track record the first two years was abnormally good. The track record the next two years is a normal mix of good and bad. And so it just looks bad by comparison. When you put the whole thing together, it's still a good track record, even though, like, you know, there's been some bad moves in there. And those are the only ones. Like, remember the Justice Winslow trade? No, that didn't work out either. No. The, 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 I also think there's, I'm, I'm with you completely. I think he's fundamentally done a good job, uh, taken on balance. And I think for whatever reason, it, People fail to realize that most. Go back most, and look at the Chris Wallace draft record. Right, over 10 most years. first round picks just don't hit. You know, you know, you know who who the the, the freaking Warriors drafted James Wiseman for God's sakes. You know, like you know, and yet right. they 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 seem to surmount it. Like all all franchises whiff, um, and um, Orlando has whiffed and whiffed and whiffed, and all of a sudden they're good now. Um, but um, but so yes. Now having said that. Would you say over the last two years, it's like a? I mean, is it abnormally bad over the last two years, or is it? If if you start no, with the trade, no, actually, I don't, actually don't think it is because like the last two years included, you know, packaging a couple second round picks to move up and take Santi Aldama at thirty. Like that happened in the last two years. You know, it, it was move it was trading Melton to get Roddy a good a good move. No, but Roddy at twenty five is at worst neutral as a draft pick, right? Um, you know, I, again, I think, you know, Lofton undrafted, he may, maybe he hasn't panned out, but he was G League rookie of the year and he made it into an NBA roster as an undrafted guy. Um, you know, Gigi Jackson, I think looks pretty good. I, I the, the Kennard trade looks, looks okay. It, it, it How's works, the Marcus Smart know? trade look? We don't know. Marcus Smart we trade. We don't know. That's right. the thing. Because the team's bad right now, people are mad. But the logic of that trade was fine when they did it. And I just I, I see no reason whatsoever to pass to pass to, to pass judgment on it at this point. And then the thing about it is that like guess what? Like Washington stinks. So Tyus Jones is the starting point guard this season. And Tyus Jones was gonna be a free agent and this year was gonna leave. Right. Anyway. And yeah, they gave up two first round picks. One of those picks was like number twenty five in this last year's draft. I, I think the smart thing the smart trade was entirely logical. Now sometimes logical things don't work out. But just because the Grizzlies are three and thirteen right now, it's not like a final judgment on that particular trade. There's just so many other things at play. One of the things that I think people are maddest about, and that I think is is an unfair uh, hit, but maybe not, is the Stephen Adams thing. You know, the, I, universally out there in the in the pop in the population, there's like they should have anticipated it, and it doesn't help that. Um, who was it who wrote, Jeffrey, there's been wide understanding, there was common understanding. Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon that, that uh, he was not going to be available or something to that effect. And I believe that they thought he was going to be able to play. And 
and you can only go on the information that you have. Um, but I think yeah, they get killed the, the, for that. I, I haven't read whatever that is that him yeah. wrote, but that sounds like a little hindsighting to me. I, the initial the initial prognosis, so there's a lot we don't know in terms of detail, but the initial prognosis from the doctors was that this could heal without surgery. In fact, that is pretty common for the kind of injury he had. And other people unconnected to the situation have written that. Jeff Stotts, who's like an injury guy, has basically written that. And it's a normal... It's a normal process with that kind of injury to, to go non-surgical. And so the Grizzlies had the sense that non-surgical was going to work eventually. Um, I don't know what the precise interactions were between Stephen Adams and the Grizzlies over the offseason, but my sense is that those interactions gave the impression that Steve Adams was not in Memphis. He was mostly like, you know, back home. But my, my sense is that the feedback the Grizzlies got was that he was progressing well, he's playing basketball, all, all systems go, it, well, he looks good to come back and play. And I think even when they got into camp, and you know because they said this, even when they got into camp with him, I think the coaching staff had the impression that, like, yeah, we have to slow roll it, but, like, he, you know, he, he's, 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 but, but he, he's going to play this season. And I think that was the belief up until, like, three days before he was no longer playing. You can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Uh, I have tweeted it out. Chris has written about three possible paths forward for the Grizzlies. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks. Chris Harrington. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.